0: Fear is a funny thing, mostly because usually what frightens me most is something that I know nothing about. It's the unknown. If my big beautiful brain can't quite fill in the blanks, it usually ends up fictionalizing those spaces, connecting the dots however it can. Because having an outlandish explanation is better than not having one, right? In Corona, California, there was once a road known to be never-ending. Its name was Lester Road, but in the 25 years that it followed, it's no more. Back then, Lester Road was a simple, unlit road that people claimed would go on forever when driven at night. People who made the drive were simply never seen again. It became so well-known that people only drove it during the day. Fear and an eternal drive in darkness. Perpetuation of the legend convinced local law enforcement to finally investigate. You see, it turned out that Lester Road took a sharp left turn at the end, and back then there were no guardrails. Beyond that curve lay a canyon, and on the other side of that was another road that, when viewed straight on, paired perfectly with Lester Road, making it seem as if they connected. It was only when they investigated the canyon itself did they realize what was happening. Deep down inside the canyon, dozens of cars were found, fallen to their doom, with the decomposing bodies of the victims still strapped to their seats. You see, there never was a never-ending road, all there was, was a poorly designed country lane. Which shows you that the monsters we think that go bump in the night are nothing more than unlit things, and I believed that for a while. The monsters that I thought were lying in wait in the closet were just clothes. The claw scratchings from the outside were simply the wind in the trees. Like Lester Road, these scary things had answers. If I stayed calm and used my mind, I would be all right. But then we moved to the mountains of Hallow, Tennessee, and I realized I wasn't. I'm Ryan Ruthers from Aether Stories, and this is The Mountains of Hallow, Tennessee. We left our Midwest home in November. I still say our home, although the house is no longer ours. It's been many years now and I have, regrettably, never returned. Our new house was much smaller. Found on the end of town, it lay adjacent to a giant old yew tree. And much to my sister's dismay, the former church and its graveyard. Next to that, the woods then the mountains from which the town got its name. Hallow was a mining town that was known for copper. It had a boom 20ish years ago. That was before we arrived. Most of the veins have since been drained. They got by now by delving deeper into the mountains for whatever they could find, but only a fraction of the town still made their living from metals and coal. The house itself was pale yellow, with a large circle window on the center of the second floor. My mother called it a hidden antebellum gem, which my father later told me was a fancy way of saying old and cheap. It was impossible at the time not to feel out of place. Coming from the flatlands, seeing this place nestled at the foot of mountains made me feel so very small which was hard, as amongst other 14 year olds, I was a giant. That is if giants were made exclusively of knees, elbows, and paleness. Since my sister was older, she was able to pick her room first. She chose the second room on the main floor, which left me the upstairs attic that had been converted into a very simple third bedroom. The ceiling sloped at steep angles down on both sides, which left me about a column of four feet wide, but that didn't matter. I had that little circle window that looked out. From it, I could just make out the town and it would be a great place to read my stories. Better yet, the stairs leading into my new room were at the back of the house coming from the kitchen and right next to the back door. I could come and go without having to walk through whatever my sister and parents were fighting about which was constantly. See, I was the quiet one of the family. My sister, she carried drama on her shoulders like a schoolchild carries a knapsack, which led to me also being the forgotten one of the family. The child I don't have to worry about, my mother would say, which in a sense, I had come to terms with a long time ago. My father, the salesman, a boisterous and, despite his stature, imposing figure that only spoke to me about money and prestige. Despite being my father, we were not of the same cloth, which I now know bothered him greatly. We would ride in silence when my mom sent us on errands. To this day, we're strangers. My mother was a kind woman. She raised me, taught me to read when I was slow to learn, and told me to never let the dark things of the world rest in my heart. But she swayed all too easily in the flurry of my father's ambitions. She passed in her sleep two years ago. I buried her under the yew tree, as by that point they had no money left for a real funeral. Open the back door in the kitchen, the dirt path led to the woods, and from the woods to the mountains. Before coming to Hallow, I had only ever read of mountains, how they scraped the clouds, and more importantly, of what they hid. Gold, secrets, and forgotten cities supposedly lurked within their heights and depths. I once even read a tale about a boy who became lost while hiking and stumbled upon a wolf with nine tails. After solving its riddle, he was given one wish. Anything he wanted. I would dream for hours about what I would wish for. To me, the mountains held adventure. How was I supposed to know what else they held? End of part one.